0: In Seattle, Seattle, and you need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you, because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RonAndDawnSitDown.com Hello,
1: RonAndDawnNation. Hello, Nation. Welcome to another start of a Ron and Don show. My dad pays me to say that.
0: Hey, you guys. What's going on? Welcome to episode 337 of the Ron and Don show. And we're live from the Les Schwab studio.
2: What is up, Ron and Don Nation?
0: Yeah, coming up on uh, the Ron and Don show, uh, we are going to talk about collecting food for Food Lifeline. In fact, one of our friends from Les Schwab is going to ta- uh, stop by, so we can't wait to speak with him. And also... What do you do when you're faced with Ds and Fs and you're a school that's trying to move kids forward? Uh, you change the rules. Talk about that. Before we talk about that, though, let's talk about this. A lot of people talk about the metaverse. I watched a video on the metaverse the other day. I thought, I thought you know what? The best way to learn something is to teach it to someone else. So on my ride home with my son, I said, hey... Did you hear about the metaverse? Mark Zuckerberg is talking about the metaverse. Facebook is no longer going to be just Facebook. We're going to the metaverse. He's done this video on the metaverse. I've watched the video of the metaverse, and now I'm going to explain it to you. I said, I said, son, do you understand what the metaverse is? He's like, daddy, I don't get it. So, so then I explained the metaverse to him. Wow, look at you explaining technology. Yeah, and, and this explanation, it went on and on and on and on, kind of like this podcast right. uh, sometimes. So went on and on and on and on. And then when we got done, I said, do you have any questions? And he just looked at me and goes, Daddy, I still don't get it. <laughs> What's the metaverse? <laughs> what are your thoughts on, on, on the metaverse? And I have to say, after learning more about the metaverse, I, I am not looking forward to it. And, and Mark Zuckerberg says in his presentation, hey, don't worry. It's not going to be more screen time. It's going to be less. It sounds like being trapped in a video game for the rest of my life, and I want no part of the metaverse. What say you?
2: Uh, well i'm I'm become my, my fuse of patience or my my reservoir of patience for Mark Zuckerberg is getting less and less as time goes on. The more you learn about the Facebook papers and all. Of the the contributions to the ills of society and how he's he, he he's Aaron Rogering the uh, responsibility in my mind on a lot of those things. So let's set that off to the side. And for one reason, what's that?
0: For one reason, if he do, if he doesn't do that, Facebook Facebook would crash and burn when it comes to the way that they mine information and, and, and their profitability goes down and and selling right. ads. It's I, like again, when, it. when you when you go back to the newspaper. The newspaper is no longer the newspaper because of one thing. That's because of classified ads, right? When they when 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 we started having different places to advertise things, that that crashed the newspaper. It is crashing radio as we speak. Even with TV, you see that they've had to really change their model, do more live events with sports and things like The Voice because people still still sit down and watch the network for that. But for other things, people just want to watch it where they want to watch it, stream it when they want to stream it, right?
2: So the, the metaverse, it, it's interesting. I think if you are your son's age and you're a digital native, it probably will be interesting. What Zuckerberg did a couple of years ago, I think it was in 2013, there was actually, I believe they were a local company, Oculus. It was a 3D glasses company where they were trying to bring the cost down so that the average household or maybe a little bit above average household income-wise could afford this. It's a set of goggles you would put on to give you virtual reality. And so Oculus was the one of the forefront forerunners of they this. They are my, my
0: son has Oculus, he has those goggles when you put them on and you go into a gym to box somebody, your avatar does. It is like being in the gym getting ready to box somebody. It's in, in the crowd is the, it's, it the avatars in 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 that video game is incredible. The problem is you start not having friends cuz you don't go outside. You just you're in your room with these goggles on the whole time, not interacting with humankind anymore, and I finally had to take it away from them.
2: Yeah, so Mark Zuckerberg is very bullish on this virtual reality stuff, and so he's trying to envision a world where social media is in a virtual space, uh, and you can put your goggles on, and, and they'll morph over the years, probably become less expensive and, and less bulky, uh, to where you could come in, and if we were having... This show or uh, one of our Ronadon sit downs, if everybody had the goggles, it's as if you're in a conference room and we're now interacting and reading body language, et cetera. And and so that's the way that he wants it to go. And I I think that there's a tremendous upside if like with children, Um, let's say you couldn't travel. Like I remember the first time you went to the beaches of Normandy, if you could have and it was a profound it had a profound impact on you. If we could have done the tour with our guide Dale uh, in virtual reality goggles, where it felt like you were standing on the beaches of Normandy, where you could look down and see the Vitashtan nest and the places where the bombs were dropped, and you could walk out onto the beach and you'd hear the ocean, and it was just like being there, it would probably be pretty darn close to what we lived. So in that regard, I think it could be invaluable to learn so you know if you want to learn about uh boxing you're in a boxing ring if you want to travel to a foreign country you can travel that foreign country uh, during school in terms of like creating a life in there as he's talked about uh i mean that's not my jam like i want to live life not with a headset on but for many people maybe it is their jam. I, I don't know. There's something
0: powerful though about it and and there's something powerful though about standing on that beach and doing your work and studying your history. And and
2: the effort it took to get there.
0: Yeah. And 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 standing there during a time of peace. And really understanding the the sacrifice that those men men made, and it's almost a spiritual journey i don 't know if you have that spiritual journey with these goggles on
2: and My only pushback would be you know each of us probably spent four to five thousand dollars to do that trip, and if you're a person that can't afford to take your family uh, and spend four to five thousand dollars per person and hire the best guide in the world, like we were able to afford that um if you just gave him a set of goggles and said, you're not really going to be in France, but you're getting the best guy hand and it doesn't cost you five grand. It's a pretty good analog.
0: You know, if I could play ping pong with Prince with, with his avatar, then maybe I would do that. Have you ever heard of Jimmy Fallon? talk about the night that he played ping pong with Prince. Yes. It's
2: fun. Like that could be the thing too. <laughs> That's a great story. You could, you could jam with musicians. You could go to concerts. I and just said, i row. like to
0: play ping pong with Prince. In right? the same way. That Jimmy Fallon did. If you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, give that a Google search. Cause, uh, or a think. Bing search. Yeah, that'd be cool. See you in the next Hey, you guys, happy holidays. Yeah, I just said happy holidays. Can you believe it? The holidays are upon us. And the thing that I love about Les Schwab Tire Centers and all the men and women that work there, you know what? They want to make sure before they gather around their family table for the holidays that you might have an opportunity to gather around yours. If you have plenty of food, plenty of resources, and plenty to give away, and you're looking for a place to give, guess what? There's 85 Les Schwab locations, and they're doing something called the Drive Out Hunger Food Drive. They do it every year. So it's thanks to Les Schwab, and then they partnered with Aramark and also Food Lifeline. They're all teaming up to help families out there. Uh, maybe They need some food as they gather around their own holiday table. And Ron, how do we do this?
2: Could not be easier. Just drop off your non-perishable food donation at any Western Washington Les Schwab Tire Center. You just pull right into the parking lot. One of the uh, the helpful crew members will run out and take your donation. Every donation helps stock the shelves for Food Lifeline programs in our own communities. Les Schwab Tire Centers, Aramark, and Food Lifeline have all teamed up to drive out hunger this holiday season. It's the Drive out hunger food drive happening now.
1: I would definitely recommend working with Ron and Don completely satisfied. guaranteed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If you're downsizing, upsizing, or right sizing, Ron and Don can help you buy, sell, or invest in real estate. It all starts with a Ron and Don sit down.
1: Hi, my name is uh, Anthony Kroll. Hi, I'm Gretchen. And I'm Byron. Hi, I'm Ollie. Hi, I'm Emmy.
2: We are Team Greenland and we sat down down with Ron Ron and Don.
1: Don. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I mean, we talked about pricing, we talked about staging. We talked about location, about what the market was like. He gave us so much information. We'd have a game plan and there'd be a team helping us and we Mm -hmm. went for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Thanks to Ron and Don, we got the house of our dreams under asking price, which just does not happen in this market. And we could not be happier.
0: And we wouldn't have been able to be where we're at in terms of buying and renovating a house without
1: his expertise and support. Uh, We got an offer, I think day one, that was 25 to 50,000 over asking. I'm like telling my wife, don't you think we should take this? And she's like, no, we're sticking to this. We're gonna wait till that offer review review date, like Ron and Don said, waited till offer review date. And we had like seven or eight more offers and an offer a hundred thousand. Over
2: asking. With Ron and Don, you get two great minds that perfectly complement each other. You get the data and analytics, you get the creativity, the drive, and the energy. They are, they are the complete package. If someone asked me, in fact, someone did ask me uh, recently how we sold our house so fast, and I said, well, we had a great realtor team. And that makes all the difference. Don't forget, when you're ready to sit down and start your real estate journey, schedule
1: your time with the guys at sitdown.com. Please hit subscribe on your podcast player. We'd also love if you gave us a review. Now let's get back to building Ted. I mean, Laverne and Shirley. No, seriously, it's R&D and with me, that's three.
0: All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Again, if you want to sit down with us, the new website is com, and uh, we can virtually sit down with you today. With, I'm going to change one of the stories here because we're just getting some new information about something called Astroworld, and you guys probably know about this story. It happened in Houston, Texas. Uh, and Ron and I used to... We, we used to introduce when we did rock radio back in the day, even when we did some sports radio, pop radio... Uh, we introduced a lot of big artists to a lot of large crowds. And one of the things that promoters are always concerned about is losing control of that crowd. And that's exactly what happened now, I think about 10 days ago, by the time you hear this, in Houston, Texas, is eight people were crushed to death.
2: 50,000-person concert.
0: Yeah, and they say they could have got 200,000 people in this concert. They got 50,000 people in there. And what was interesting is you have Travis Scott, who is connected to Kardashians. He's up on the stage. He's performing. He's done other concerts before where he's encouraged people to rush the stage. It seems like they lack security, folks, as everybody is lacking people right now. It seems like they were lacking security folks at this particular concert. And people were dying. Uh, They're yelling at Travis Scott. He's up on the stage. Hey, dude, uh, someone died, you know, five songs ago. And and I have to say, Travis Scott is up there performing and he said two different things. Number one, he didn't know. He even went to an after party afterwards with Drake. And then he didn't know until the next morning that people had died. That, that doesn't seem, that doesn't seem plausible to me because these guys all have earpieces in their producers are talking to them all the time. You could see that there were emergency uh, fire equipment and there were people that were lying on the ground and I know a lot of times, like when we would do something in New Orleans and you would interview, introduce acts there, you would see people that look dead, but a lot of times they're just dehydrated, they're tripping out, and you can't sit there and stop and start a concert all the time. And, and now they're saying one of the concerns that he had is if he stopped the con- concert, then maybe that there would be a riot. Uh, and now they're, they're refunding everybody's money. He's canceling shows. Do, do, you, do you think, Ron, because now we're seeing civil lawsuits, do you think that Travis Scott and Drake should be charged uh, because there were eight people dead, and those guys just kept singing and rapping and jumping and, and, and having fun?
2: Uh, it's interesting you bring this up. I just listened to a, uh, an interview with a crowd expert. And they asked him the similar question to this. And he says, it's very difficult because of this reason. When you're the promoter and you're scheduling a concert, you know the reputation of the acts that you're bringing in. And you know, you have evidence in history of the type of shows they do. So in other words, if you have someone that is super high energy and has a big draw, and is encouraging like you know that part of their show is to amp people up and maybe get them jumping or if you go to a lot of like punk shows back in the day some people the part of the draw was we're going to slam dance we're going to crowd surf like that was built into the act you knew if i book this act there's going to be crowd surfing
0: and that's why they, they built and you and i used to do security at concerts that's why they build these pits they would encouraged people come down that wanted to do that stuff to just do it in the pit, and then that way they felt like they could control the pit, and, and, and crowd surfing and body slamming wasn't happening all over the arena. It, right. was, it was happening down, so, down, down, in the, down in the pit, and they, d- and they did. Promoters and artists did that on purpose to actually keep, keep, keep it safe, right. so but, this, but, this, but to try to keep it fun.
2: This expert said, in order to get all the way up to the artist, you have to prove that the artist knew the plan – and willfully ignored the plan to stop the show when something happened. And he says, I, we don't have evidence right now that Travis Scott did that. He the, the promoters need to organize the crowd flow in such a way where you don't get this surge and everybody falls. There are ways to organize the barricades and put speaker stacks and different things to where you don't get that surge. And he's like, it, it appears as if they did not do that.
0: The chief of police, though, went and spoke with him twice and was very concerned about having a mass casualty event. He told him that. He right. met so with, if he had he met with Travis Scott and he told him that. Right. And what the chief was told is, hey, he has these earpieces. If something's going down, one of the producers will jump in. They'll tell him to turn the lights up and stop the show. And that never happened. Yeah. So, so
2: I mean, I don't want to you know pound on the desk and say arrest this artist just yet. Maybe we'll get there as we learn more information. But right now, on its surface, it appears that you have a very poorly designed setup. Uh, as you said, understaffed. They didn't seem to have a security plan in place that was clear to the artist. And I think it is possible, depending on the lights and if this was a night show and all that stuff, it's possible to be. we've been on enough stages where you can't see 15 feet.
0: Yeah, what's a nine-year-old doing in a crowd like that? What's a nine-year-old?
2: It's, it's a sad... Sad story. They're the ones that appear to have a lot of money. So I can understand the nine-year-olds. No, the artists oh. like you're going to want lawsuits and things that are going to go towards the artists. So oh, you there's do already you get that.
0: dozens of lawsuits. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
2: there, there's enough. There's going to be time to, to sort out who's responsible and who to blame. Like I think the fact that these families lost loved ones trying to go to a show uh, is just horrific And, you know, my heart goes out to them because people are wanting to go engage in the world again. And you you think that I'm going to this show. These people are professionals. They know how to run this thing when they clearly did not. Yeah.
0: Hey, uh, coming up on the Ron and Don show, Les Schwab Food Lifeline. They're doing something incredible. You guys, they're making sure that everybody gets food this time of year. Because as you gather around your table, there'll be other people gathering around empty tables. And we don't want that to happen. That's why uh, Les Schwab and Food Lifeline are working together to make sure that the holiday shelves and the food pantries at Food Lifeline are stocked. We'll tell you more about that next. Switch to me. Switch to Mitch! Switch to Mitch! Everybody in the Ron and Don Nation, Ron, is switching to Mitch. That's right.
2: right. Mitch got loans. Mitch Weeks joins us. And Mitch, you did something the other day that was amazing to us. Ron and Don Nation member wanted to buy a house. You were at an engagement party. The audacity of going to an engagement party. I was able to call you and get the approval letter because we just didn't have it, and we put the deal together. So, A, thanks for answering the phone. And that's different than a big bank,
1: right? It sure is, yeah. I like to be always available for my customers, especially Ron and Don Nation. And, yeah, you got a, you got me on the phone, and I stepped out of the party, and we quickly got him approved. It felt great. Yeah, it was on a Saturday night. I was bringing the
0: buyer. And I reached out to my friend Todd and Sue and I said, Hey, let's reach out to Mitch tonight. And on a Saturday night, there's no big bank out there that's gonna get this deal done. We got it done and we were able to buy that home. We went on day one. We bought it on day one because Mitch was there and he answered his phone on Saturday. And then
2: they are still getting the half a percent deal for being in the Ronadon Nation from Mitch.loans. Go to Mitch.loans right now. If you're buying a new place, you save a half a percent just for being in the Ronaldon Nation. NMLS 169-1573. Hey, what's going on, Ron and Don Nation? This is Therese, a new team member on Ron and Don Team. It's tough out there for buyers right now, and that's why you need a buyer specialist like me. Let's send you a buyer's playbook, and for you sellers, we have a seller's playbook. Reach out to the team, and let's do a sit-down, and we'll get you these playbooks. Just reach out to us at RonandonSitdown.com and we'll
1: schedule a sit-down today. Now back to the show.
0: All right, you guys, uh, welcome back to episode 337. Something I did yesterday is I had a nail in one of my work trucks, one of the tires. Uh, usually, I always pick up nails and debris when I go to the dump. And we were doing a, a cleanup at my son's school, and I picked up a nail over the weekend. And I ended up taking the truck by a Les Schwab. And I have to tell you, I took it to Les Schwab over in Ballard. These guys right now are so busy because Pet Boys, for instance, they're sending all their business over there because they don't have any workers at Pet Boys, and a lot of the other tire stores are sending everyone to Les Schwab because they know that Les Schwab has been in the community for an awful long time. They know that they're trusted. They know that they're tireless, and I don't mean they were without tires. I just mean these guys are tireless when it comes to the community. I, I see what I, you did there. I think I I think it speaks volumes, you guys, of Les Schwab and their eighty four stores right here in Western Washington, that that during a pandemic and when there's a shortage of workers and tires out there, that other companies trust Les Schwab and they're sending them to Les Schwab stores. That's really incredible. One thing that I saw that broke my heart a little bit, and that's why Jake from Les Schwab is here today, is we tell you every year about these boxes that they put out in the stores. It's connected to Food Lifeline. Food Lifeline is an umbrella organization. Uh, They help 300 different, different organizations throughout the whole state of Washington. They want to make sure that they have food during the holiday seasons. This is really important to Les Schwab. It's really important to the founder. It's really important to the guys and girls that work there. And I went in, Ron, and I saw this box, and there was one can of tuna fish in there. And so I talked to my friend Dale. Dale said, we're going to fix this tire. I said, I'm going to leave. I'll be right back. I ran down to Trader Joe's. I had about $125 in my pocket. I bought as much stuff as I could for humans and for dogs, right? I bought some stuff for some of the dogs. I even bought advent calendars at Trader Joe's for dogs. Nice. So that's kind of cool. I have a, so, so don't forget about the dogs. Don't forget about the babies, baby diaper formula, all you guys. And, and, and I saw that one little can in there, and I said, you know what? This is my opportunity to do something. And so I went to Trader Joe's. By the time I got back, the truck was fixed, of course. They didn't charge me anything. I didn't tell them that I do commercials for them. It's just the way they are. And then uh, I was able to throw a couple cans in, and they yeah, sent them my Yeah, but you me had me
2: way. call them and tell them. that? the end <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding. <laughs> Jake is here from Tacoma. He works at one of the stores. Jake, thank you so much for being here. It's that time again where you guys have partnered. Who are we partnering with, and and what is this? What is this actually called that you guys have been doing for, for well over 20 years now? This is incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely, guys. I appreciate you having me here today. Um, yeah, we're having our drive out hunger food drive promotion. Uh, here at Les Schwab. And, you know, as in years past, we partnered with Food Lifeline and Airmark to really help promote this food drive. Um, This drive benefits Food Lifeline, an organization that supplies food uh, to a variety of Western Washington food banks. Um, Like I said, Les Schwab's been supporting this food drive for over 20 years now. Um, And, you know, really, these are challenging times for so many in our community. And so we at Les Schwab want to do all we can to really drive out hunger.
2: So, Jake, I got to ask you, because Don and I have been around Les Schwab for more than a decade now, and one thing I noticed, sometimes you do a charity tie-in with a company, and the people that work in the individual stores, they kind of roll their eyes a little bit, and it's like, eh, not really my thing, but my boss is telling me I got to do it. Every time we've been involved with Les Schwab people, it seems like the culture there is like, yeah, this is our thing. Is it because you work so closely with the people in the community like you see people that are living kind of paycheck to paycheck and maybe right, what what is it i guess that you, could you put your finger on well, why just,
1: just like anything you know uh being a being a part of the leshwab family i have been for you know a little over 20 years now uh, anytime something's put in front of us whether it's you know a task for doing tires or helping a customer on the side of the road um anytime we can be involved in our community and help our community out um and again I can't emphasize enough in such challenging times as we're in right now, um, we're going to get behind it 110%. And, you know, that's all of our, you know, all of the people of our crews, um, throughout all of our stores doing everything that they can to, you know, um, ask for the donation. Uh, it's not only just perishable foods that we're asking for, but, you know, you can make a donation online, you know, um, through our website, www.leschwab.com. Uh, forward slash, uh, Ron and Don. Um, so anything that you can do, um, we definitely ask for anybody's help, all of our customers help.
2: And Uh, I've always loved that about you guys. And I know that, you know, and maybe I'm projecting on this, but like one of the reasons you have discretion to be like, Hey, the fixing your flat today is free. Sometimes a person just walks in you can tell it's been a day or a month or they're having a moment and you can just be like, dude, I fixed your tire. You're welcome you know, tell a good story about Les Schwab. Like, it's just, it's in the, it's in the culture of the company.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I, you know, anybody that comes in that you know, we we've always, you know, done a lot for our customers and, you know, anytime that somebody offers to pay, you know, for any of the services that we tell them is free, you know, we always, we're, we're, we're off the, the credo of, you know, sell the story, just, you know, come back and, you know, be a customer of Les Schwab in the future. And hopefully, you know, in the future they think of us when they have a tire need, um, and that's also another way to drive in customers for this driving it, out. And then, home. one
2: thing I always like to emphasize because people sometimes don't think about this someone's busy they might be listening to this in their car and they literally are seeing the lead. They go, I know there's a Les Schwab a mile down the road here. I do not have time to go to the store. I do not have, I don't know what's perishable. What's not perishable. Can they pull in the parking lot and give you 10 bucks or 20 absolutely. bucks?
1: Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. Have that all set up to where if somebody wants to make a cash donation, we can absolutely accommodate 100%. Yeah.
0: I, I have to tell you guys, because I've been a spokesman for, for Les Schwab uh, at Cairo and now on the on a Don show. They followed us over here for over a decade. And um, to see how personally invested these employees are, uh, they act like they own the company because they do. And, And it's not unusual that you hear someone like Jake say, hey, I've been there 20 years. There's a reason he's been there 20 years. Because you go back to 1952 when this company was started in a place called Primeville, Oregon, right? This is where Les started this. Uh, I've always been taken by the fact that when you go to Les Schwab on Sunday, they're not there. You can leave your car there. You can leave your keys there. They're not there. And the reason they're not there is because less belief that it was so important to spend time with your family. It was so important to spend time in the community. And whether that's a church, a synagogue, a mosque, a park, going on a hike somewhere, going to Mailbox Peak, whatever that is, he wasn't going to sit there and grind on his employees through the weekend so he could make another do- dollar or dime. So, so on Sunday, they aren't there. And I think there's something really beautiful in our culture about that. And the other thing is this, and Ron and I see it every year, they, they, we, we do this run around Thanksgiving to, to, to work with Food Lifeline to fill up uh, and make sure that all the shelves that are bare right now, and there's a lot of bare shelves. Uh, you think about inflation, the rate of inflation right now. And, and people have lost their pandemic money. They're just hanging on. And then a lot of these food pantries, they have money to go out and buy food. But in some cases, when you look at hamburger, it's gone up 30 40 and some places 50% depending on what part of the country that you're in. So it's gotten more expensive. And so they sit here and, and, and these are blue collar men and women to make sure that, that there's food on these shelves. And then they turn right back around as we head towards uh, the Christmas season and the Hanukkah season. And then they do this toy drive and they get all their trucks together and all the toys are in the trucks and they show up uh, in this community in a really beautiful way. They have really cool lights on their trucks, and I just like to turn them on every once in a while. Ron, it's really cool when you see a convoy. In fact, Jake just pulled up in one. When you see a convoy of less Schwab trucks during the holidays, you know they're coming. They're bringing food or they're bringing toys for kids this holiday season. Right?
2: Absolutely. It's, it's a joy to watch, and uh, that's why we love to partner with them. Jake, I want to give you one more chance to get this out there. How many stores are there? How can I participate if I'm in the Ron Nation?
1: Yeah, so we have all 84 stores in the Western Washington area um, ready to collect your non-perishable food donations. Uh, just pull up to a Les Schwab, uh, pull up to a Les Schwab, and one of the crew members will come out, grab your donation, uh, and you can, like I said before, you can also donate online at leschwab.com uh, forward slash Ron and Don. Um, and really, I just want to give a you know a big thank you to all of our customers. You know, without all of our customers and donating into this. Uh, We wouldn't be as successful uh, as we are with this food drive that we do every year. So uh, thank you for the customers, for their donations and your support uh, year after year. I
2: mean, you guys have 84 stores, but the Tacoma stores are the best ones, right?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) And you're out of which store again? Uh, Tacoma Pacific Ave. Uh, Yeah.
0: Les Schwab forward slash. Ron and Don. Ron and Don. Les Schwab forward slash Ron and Don. If you can't get to a store, Drop $25, $50, dollars Why wouldn't you do it this holiday season? Hey, you guys. Thanks for stopping by episode 337 of the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, we're licensed brokers at Windermere. If you need us, just go to ronanddonsitdown.com. Also, want to thank Mitch.loans. If you're thinking about a loan or refinance, why not go to Mitch.loans? And don't forget, we are live from the Les Schwab Studios. And as we head toward the winter driving season... Before you head up to the pass, stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center. They'll take your rig, they'll throw it up in a rack. They do something called the free pre-trip safety check. The other guys are going to charge it. They don't do that at Les Schwab. They want to make sure that you're ready to hit the road. And a lot of people, and Jake, before you go, a lot of people don't know how to put their chains on. If you stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center, even if they didn't buy the chains from you guys, as long as you're familiar with them, you'll show people how to put... Put their chains and cables on, right? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Les Schwab. Can you teach Don how to not run over nails? Forward slash (laughs) Ron and Don this holiday season. Les Schwab, forward slash Ron and Don. All right. Head up, shoulders back. We'll see you next time for episode 338. It'll be here before you know it. On the Ron and Don Radio Network.